music. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. That's right. Your favorite mom and pop guitar shop and music lesson studio. That's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Physically. But digitally, we are uh, doing a podcast we, yeah. with yeah, these guys. Yes. And they have joined the practical guitarists. I'm Jim. I'm David. Uh, yes. <laughs> I try to make things as awkward as possible. If Jim hasn't yeah. told you this yet, like that's that's what happens. It's just a thing, right? Um, it's like I have heat stroke. I gotta say, my makeup person. First off, they got the right amp behind them because I've actually yeah they been, do you know kind of looking at them lately and going ah, which one? Oh, the major. The, the, yeah, the dual yeah. rack, or is that a triple rack? Is it a reborn? It's a, it's a mid '90s dual rack. Okay. Two channel. All right, all right. A, so, good, a good kind. So two, Jim, the two and two. <laughs> if if you're new to the channel, uh, this is for our listeners, viewers, whatever they want to call themselves, because we're in two mediums now. Uh, if you're new to the channel, like and subscribe. Uh, do go over to RNA Music's channel and take a look. There, uh, stuff will be down below in the comments. That is correct. And we will, we will ask them again how to contact RNA Music. So <clears throat> we have, not only do we have RNA Music, we have the blogging lollies. So, um, <laughs> so those who don't know, RNA Music is named after Ryan and Angela. So if you ever wonder, what is RNA Music? It's <laughs> is that R-N-A. where that came from? <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It really you guys is. spent a long time working on that name, right? Mm. yeah well sort of <laughs> so i've got a there, funny story there, about that. yeah were there any other names you were going to use or yeah tell us about it not i don't think so not really no. what i was talking to chris mitchell from chris mitchell guitars tmg guitars like a couple days ago and he said yeah somebody called me and said yeah i saw your guitar on the nra <laughs> uh <laughs> tell me about it he said I'm not with the NRA, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that was the first time I had heard that someone, they got confused about gun rights yeah, and RNA. There's a little dyslexia going on. That's okay. That's yeah. Okay. Have you ever, no, so well, you're, so you're a, telling me you've never had anybody come in the shop looking for an AR-15 and walk out with a Les Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not yet. It is Texas. So, I know. I, I know. I used to live there. So, yeah, I'm very familiar. <laughs> not not very far away. A few towns over, there's actually a store that sells guitars and guns. Mm-hmm. They're mostly a gun store, but they're like half and half. Guns and guitars. It's, guns and gear. <laughs> it's interesting. Hey, yeah. I did. You know what? It, whatever makes you money, but. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Somebody <laughs> told me about that. We haven't, it. We, yeah. we haven't done that. Is that where, the, is that yeah. where that, that uh, <laughs> AR-15 guitar that always pops up in social media threads comes from? Is it like that? Is that the birthplace <laughs> of that thing? Oh, it could have been. <laughs> uh, well, I had, um, I had a friend. I, I probably told the story somewhere, maybe, but maybe not. There, there was a guy back in... 0506 era. Uh, I followed a store. Actually, it was a small one man show in Pittsburgh called Boogie Street Guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric McKenna was his name, and he was like a custom shop washburn dealer, and it was all online. He was really ahead of his time, actually. Um, but it was Boogie Street Guitars, but he shortened it to BSG. And I always thought that was kind of cool. 
And then, of course, there's EMG, you know, PRS, PRS, CMG, you know, there's all these, uh, you know, abbreviated abbreviated things. And so I kind of thought, well, what would be cool? Because it looks good on a logo, you know. And I thought, well, Ryan and Angela. I was like, R and R. I was trying to come up with three letters. So that's how the R and A thing came. So, yeah. but I was really inspired. There's a lot of things I've done <laughs> over the years, but I was inspired by Boogie Street Guitars to do, who's no longer in the guitar business, but now for you about bought, 13 you years. Bought some, uh, guitars from them, right? You bought uh, a couple of. Couple yeah, of I've, got, uh, I've got three that are BSG exclusives. Yes. You could only buy from Eric in Pittsburgh, PA. Mm-hmm. Just not in Texas. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's so, a cat. Speaking oh, of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, he's got cats. He's got two. They'll of them. be around. They'll they they come in. They they walk across a keyboard. They they walk, yeah, they they go yeah. right over top of the microphone. They do that. So I got to ask you about speaking of something that's not from Texas. So how's the bitter bass man? Uh, <laughs> Adamantly not from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> he's bitter about being in Texas still, but uh, he's a, he's from Ohio. He's a Ohioan originally. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's doing good. But he's been in Texas for like 30 years, so I don't think he's leaving. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a Texan. He's or good. I was, uh, I was uh, at his house yesterday, actually. We were working on some music. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen him much on the channel anymore. You guys are going to have to give some fan service. Yeah, yeah we, I know. Yeah. I tell him that. And then but he's he's busy. He's he uh besides being a great bass player, he's an office manager in uh over several medical clinics. He's a he's oh yeah, he's, he's busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's very, he's very busy. busy. He's remodeling his house. Yeah, so. he's remodeling his house and just yeah, you know. So he has a he has a pretty full plate, but we'll we'll have him come in just to go yeah, do his thing, do his yeah. bitterness. Share he the bitter love. Yeah, he needs he needs to sprinkle some bitterness on on you guys. So for our yeah. band, um, I wanted to let everybody know. So if you haven't heard of RNA music, RNA is a small, as they said, mom and pop guitar shop deep in the heart of Texas. So you guys are in East Texas, right? Correct. We are. We're about an hour east of Dallas, kind of in between Dallas and Tyler, kind of smack dab in the middle of nothing. that's the entire state of texas is like smack dab (laughs) in the middle of nothing unless you're in houston or dallas like you're in the middle of nothing Uh, yeah i'm i grew up in the lubbock area and if we used to joke it was was six hours to anything (laughs) but lubbock's nice you know (laughs) just don't leave (laughs) it's It's just a long drive to go to see something else yes (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so um and uh, we've talked a few times on the show about the fact that we'd like to get the um, the input from a real mom and pop that are struggling. Well, I don't want to say you guys are struggling because you're not. I'm not saying that. Sure. I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're making millions. I'm just saying you're. You know, you're doing okay. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and that's what I want to talk to you about because I know that things have been affected uh, during this yeah. thing. So how <clears throat> I want to uh, talk about. A little bit. I've got some some pre pre written questions that I'll ask you. They're not. They're not. I talked to Ryan already and threw him by him. So, how has this current COVID situation affected your sales? 
Well, uh, it's been interesting. We we had to close our doors for uh, probably six weeks, mm-hmm. like to the public, like nobody could come in. Um, so that was that was a challenge um, for sure. Uh, we I still sold some guitars actually through that because I've got mm-hmm. a few customers that are like you know faithful regulars who order like custom stuff, <laughs> and they're still like, hey can you order me this? Can we spec this out? You know? Um, but that was, that was a challenge. Um, for sure. We do kind of the way our business works. Um, and there's a lot of stores. I've gotten to know a lot of guys across the nation who do kind of what we do Mm -hmm. various levels, some many bigger, uh, some believe it or not, smaller, (laughs) smaller than us. But, um, uh, it's always, it's always uh, a stream of income. You know, we do lessons teaching, you know, beginners predominantly. Um, it's kind of our main revenue stream. Mm-hmm. You know, we do sell, you know, accessories or something that sells every single day. We're selling guitar strings and picks and cables. Um, and we do sell guitars and amps and stuff. And then there's the kind of the repair setup, sort of tech work side of the business. And um, guys that I've talked to that have been in the business longer than us, we've been. This is 10 years for us, 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, January 2020 was basically our 10-year anniversary of doing this. So, mm-hmm. um, But I have friends who've done it longer than that and some shorter than that. But they, uh, you know, they all said, you know, 30% of your revenue will come from, you know, if you have a lesson program that uh, 30% will come from, you know, repairs, setups, tech work. You know, 20% might be retail. It just depends, you know, on your demographic and your area and all that kind of stuff. There's there's that. So for us, a, a significant chunk of it is the lessons, which I like. But we also, you know, sell gear. So during shutting the doors, it definitely put a little bit of a damper on the retail side of things. Um, other than a few of our faithful um, regulars. And I did have people call like, hey, I need some strings. I'm like come to the door, right? <laughs> you know, pay me on PayPal. Yeah. I'll set the stuff outside, you know, and I had several of those situations like, okay, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So I had to be creative, but um, for us, we were able to continue with some of our teaching via Skype, uh, you know, YouTube, FaceTime, like what we're doing right now, we're doing a video type conference. So we were able to continue with some of our students mm-hmm. that way. Um, uh, wasn't ideal it's it's not nothing's quite the same as being in a room with a person face to face but um so it, it kind of it was it was definitely challenging for those six weeks um when we had to physically shut our doors to everybody yeah but we but it worked out pretty well for us because we already established we weren't newbies to videos and using technology like a lot of people struggled with because they never did it before right um especially the shops but we since we're used to it this is our livelihood being in front of the camera we weren't shy making videos and and talking to the kids through um video chat and stuff so we were able to help them even navigate like okay place the camera here no place it here no i don't want to see your dog okay no place it over here okay hand it no no put put the light in front of you yes exactly so like we're uh, doing right now but so where we did take a dent 
in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we did take a dent in, um, like you said, foot traffic, which wasn't like our primary source of income. Um, we we were able to survive because of what we already established through one on one lessons and knowing how right. to you know go through video. So, and plus the support of. You know, I feel like a PBS commercial viewers like you, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was, we did have uh, one, one of the main things really is we had some uh, students whose parents lost their jobs and, you know, right in the middle of the beginning of the COVID thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was this whole oil and gas thing with, you know, Russia and Saudi Arabia dumping prices of oil. Um, and, you know, which for us, I'm like, sweet. A buck fifty for gas? I yeah. haven't seen that in forever. But out here in you know, Texas, of course, you know, there's a lot of oil, oil and gas families. industries and people, that's what they do. They work in the oil field. Right. They're there for two weeks, they're home for seven days. And <clears throat> so we had people who, you know, they lost their jobs, not necessarily from the COVID, but from well, some from that, but yeah. some from well, oil. Versus. So we had several students who just their parents were like, We don't know what we're gonna do. For groceries or how long this is going to last so we not need to you know take a break but but we had some viewers you know like you guys <laughs> and others who stepped up it was it was a really weird thing because somebody brought it up in one of the videos like hey have you guys considered a scholarship program and i'm like yeah but that just used to be us giving away our money <laughs> from yeah. or duck for free basically and we weren't really big enough to subsidize that through our own you know revenue um but then uh maybe five or six of our sort of regular youtube viewers like hey how do i sponsor a kid i'm like uh here you know (laughs) so that that was Mm -hmm. that was tremendous i mean we probably had you know we probably had about eight hundred dollars you know in one month of revenue that was lost for students that we were able to, hey, you guys can still take your lessons. It's going to be by video or pre-recorded YouTube or live or whatever, but um, thank, thanks to people across the world and across the United States who believe in keeping the music alive for young players. Um, somebody sponsored your lessons for this and they were just blown away. You know, yeah, we it was <clears throat> I saw that um, episode. Um, obviously, that's been a, over a month now, but uh, I saw yeah. that episode where I think it's the guy that that is in England or something who had asked about that. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so I I reached out and said, "Hey, you know, we want to do that." Yeah. It, it broke my heart. I didn't I didn't really think about it. My lessons were I take lessons at Guitar Center, right? And so I was like. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm 50 something years old and I'm taking them because I enjoy the, I always feel mm-hmm. like you can learn something. And uh, for sure. Yeah. But then I realized, you know, you guys, you reach out, Angela, you give voice lessons and I kind of want to bring you to the forefront here because uh, it's um, it, <laughs> people, you give voice and ukulele, right? And so a lot of yes, students are young. Right? Yes. <clears throat> and so yeah. tell us tell us a little bit about like that feeling um especially when it comes to you know because there is a connection between you and the kids right i've seen it in the mm-hmm. concerts and in the things so how did that 
how did that uh, translate now um, and hopefully come back together, obviously, but how are you, how are you guys doing with that? Yeah, it was really hard for the younger kids to understand what was going on and why they weren't able to come see Miss Angela, you know, in the studio anymore. Um, and they, uh, so whenever I was in their home, they were really, well, they're, a lot of them were really excited because it was just like me calling them, you know, like they got a phone call from Miss Angela. Um, but it, it was hard for them to really stay focused on the lessons. So being able to keep that connection and being like, okay, hold on. Like I said, like, I don't want to see your dog right now. I don't want to <laughs> have a tour of your bedroom. <laughs> you know, that's great that you colored, this, you colored this picture or you can stand on your head on your bed and not fall over. That's wonderful. Um, but, um, but also get the lesson in that mom and dad paid for that, you know, that they, that they need to have in order to keep up with, their um their lessons so it was a it was a little bit of a struggle um because their attention span on a video when they're in their bedroom surrounded by their stuff is it's it was really hard to significantly to get diminished them. <laughs> yes yeah. exactly so um that was really tough but once they got back again it was a little tough for them to stay on topic for the most part, because, you know, I have five-year-olds and six, seven, eight-year-olds that, again, want to talk about their stuff, because that's what we've been used to for the past six weeks. So um, to get them back on track, was it's, it's been a little bumpy here lately, but mm -hmm. um, because I have such a good relationship with the parents, and they know that Miss Angela doesn't mess around. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I want to take away your pick until you can listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> and now I'm taking away your ukulele and I want to hold it until I have your full attention to my face. And uh, then they got the picture. Okay, we're back in class. Miss Angela wants to teach me something. I can get, I can get, I can get back to work. So it has been quite a bit of a struggle balancing all that out and still being fun. And yeah. not you know, having them lose that interest in wanting to actually learn an instrument and not feel like work. So, as an aside, yeah. um, going through that struggle, I my kids are they were doing the same thing. They were in they were in cyber classes or whatever um, for for school oh, yeah. here, and and that lasted until the end of the year. We actually finished out the year that way, and it was like they didn't really want to have remote education sessions with them because it was just an excuse for them to all talk to one another. And it was like, it became this whole like debacle, but um, it was interesting because she started to pick up the violin midway, you know, like I guess in October. Right. And she did her first concert in December and then January came right. And then February. And then when they shut down everything, it was like, uh, well, that's it for band for the year. And I'm kind of like, what are you guys doing? Like, you, we're, you're paid out of my taxes. Like, the yeah. least you could do is pre-prepare pre some material. Or they didn't, they didn't really mm -hmm. do much communication with us at all. Um, but fortunately, I'm a musician, so you know, I'm like, all right, I'll teach you some stuff. Like, I, I don't play violin, but I know enough about music that I can teach you some stuff. Um, and yeah. we've been working on it, but it's just, it's like the school districts just dropped the ball. So the private education system, it's great to hear that that uh, both you have a rapport and that you're pu you're pushing through this and, and continuing to educate people 
in the face of what was pretty much, you know, the most adverse situation of my lifetime, at least. Um, I will yeah. also say that as far as they, because I, I, I got a minute here. Um, when the, uh, you're talking about doing the, the street sales thing, like you are not unique in that. Like we had several local shops. The one I shop at specifically was like, hey, look, we're shut down. You need something? Call us up. We'll come out. We'll bring it to your car. We'll put gloves on, masks on, hazmat suit, like whatever it's got to, whatever we got to do, I'll deliver it to your house. So, you know, like, um, and yeah. it, it was funny because I was initially like, uh oh, you know, like these places I know, they're always like, they're not broke, but they're always, they got a lot of money wrapped up in inventory and three months of no rent could kill them. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, the one of the shops I shop at, and I, they will remain nameless. I had I had spoken with them at one point um, during this, and I was like, "How's it going for you guys?" And then they told me it was like everyone came out of the woodwork. We sold you know X guitars last week, and like more gear than we had you know in the last six months in in three weeks. And I just I kind of like went what? And I when another person told me Reverb saved our life, you know it was like this whole other thing that they they put all their inventory on Reverb, and they were selling like hotcakes. So, um, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's a crazy world. And, and I think the expectation is that everybody was going to be in trouble, but I think a lot of people yeah. found a way through it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. friends who's they've had, they picked up their, their digital stuff, online stuff definitely picked up during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've had people, uh, teach digitally who had a significant jump in their, like online courses, things like that, <clears throat> which I don't have. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're friends with uh, Wallman, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dave David, Wallman. he's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's that? Yeah. What's that uh, store you won't name in uh, Colorado? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the one you did not speak. I of? know a guy. You yeah. know a guy. <laughs> That's a different store. They're based out of California. But no, Flipside oh, Music. I, was, I talked to I just a couple of days ago. We were talking about stuff. And uh, it's it's interesting. They've grown significantly. We, we've both been open about the same amount of time. We might have been around a little bit longer. But they've been growing like crazy. Now, Denver is quite a big metropolitan area. I mean, there's several million people in Denver. And, you know, it's a little bit different than middle of nowhere east texas <laughs> population wise yeah. but they've um they've built their business on local you know they have an online store and and ike has actually helped me kind of navigate setting up a new website and getting online retail going more mm-hmm. yeah. but for him they had it but most of their sales didn't come there it was all local walk-in denver traffic there's a lot of musicians in denver big scene um but when everything shut down they got a bit of a spike in that and it kind of helped propel their online stuff forward. So mm-hmm. it keeps busting my chops about when you going to put more stuff up. I'm like, mm-hmm. as soon as and I finish keep- teaching these 50. 50- <laughs> yeah. And you keep busting his chops about when are you going to do more videos? So, um, yes. The- <laughs> so, uh, how has this affected? Cause it's, it's affected a lot of, um, uh, logistics, um, inventory where people, I mean, I work for the government and I recently left a contract where it was in logistics, where, you know, um, supply flow, supply chain, 
and a lot of things were almost impossible to get. Are the, is there has there been any problem with your inventory as far as the ability to keep uh, keep things going? It kind of depends on the company, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, so we we carry Tajima guitars, which is kind of a new brand for us. We've had them for six months, six or seven six months, seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "Hey, we have thousands of guitars. You guys need to order some." Like, they're like, "Please buy some stuff." Mm-hmm. Like, they had plenty of inventory. But that, I think that was just circumstantial because they heard that just this past year, they've been like, hey, we need to break into the U.S. market. And so social, they, social media. they right before all this hit, they kind of loaded up and were ready to go with a bunch of new products. Right. So from them, it's not been a problem getting stuff. Um, from uh, like Vola, it's not been a problem getting stuff. Like the, the bigger, more established companies have been around a long time. Like D'Addario, we've sold D'Addario stuff for forever. They're like, hey... Make sure you check the website or the the dealer ordering portal where you can check inventories before you order stuff because you know they shut down their manufacturing completely. Yeah, and they had a bunch of stuff on hand in the warehouse. And they had limited, you know, warehouse staff, you know, shipping things. But it was, um, and that slowed. Uh, EMG, I was talking to, and they're like, "Yeah, we had to close in California. They had to close completely." And, and like EMG and Seymour Duncan, and a lot of people might not know this, that they don't have like a warehouse full of pickups just sitting there. They kind of build to order. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, big Guitar Center, Sweetwater, large companies I'm like, hey, we need, you know, a thousand or 10,000 units. Like, oh, all right, great. So, but they, they'll build them and then ship them. It's like yep. Whataburger or Burger King. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, like, just in time. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't just necessarily have everything sitting in inventory. You right. build as you go. But so it dep- it kind of depended on the supplier. Um, some stuff is not any different to get, and some stuff was more challenging to get. Right. Yeah. Well, even with the ukuleles. Oh yeah. They there were stuff that they didn't have at all that we had to kind of settle for because they didn't have it in inventory. So yeah, it's affected the companies for sure. And the amount or, you know, and thank goodness not the quality, but the amount of stuff that we would normally get. And there's been delays in shipping and, and the process has come It's been a lot longer than yeah. the normal. One of the sad things for me really was <clears throat> a lot of my sales reps at Various companies lost their jobs. They got laid off. Um, you think, man, this is a giant company in the music industry. Surely they have a truckload of cash reserves. No, no, uh, no. never. <laughs> like my my guy at a couple of different companies that are like, it's been my guy for like a year or two or three or five or ten. Like, well, I'm not I'm not with this company anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> So they had to, I mean, they had to cut, cut Salesforce, basically cut payroll by cutting jobs. Well, we, we, we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, maybe you can shed some light on this. Like, um, I think there's an expectation for people who buy musical equipment that these companies are huge and that there's all these people there. And in reality, most of the companies, unless you're talking about Fender or Gibson or one of their subsidiaries, it's like, you know, seven or eight people on the sales team, if that, you know, and may, and maybe even yeah. not uh, like any sort of manufacturing in the States. Like it's all being shipped in like, like boss is a good example. They have a very small team here in the States. 
like Boss Roland, but the, but they have a huge team overseas, and it's like it's just salespeople here, basically. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's uh, I I had this conversation. We have a really good relationship with Schecter. Yeah, I mean, I've actually be, became a Schecter dealer in 2009, and we didn't actually open our doors until technically January 2010. So like November, December, before we actually opened, I had my first Schecter order. And I like those guys. They're, they've been good to us over the years. And uh, we had a conversation. It was it was on a, the YouTube video. Somebody asked about buying American guitars instead of buying imports and why don't you support American jobs and stuff. And I was like, listen, <laughs> when you buy a Schecter, there's like 35 people in America whose jobs depend on you buying that. And so I talked to them and they're like, yeah, there's like, I asked them like, how many guys, how many people work there in California? And they're like, well, about 35, <laughs> you know, it's counting, you know, the president, the CEO, you know, yeah. shipping guys. Well, and the, and the other, you know, the other side of that, of course there's, you know, there's 35 people in the States and of course some people go, well, you know, but you're still like, there's all these other people overseas that you're supporting and you're, you know, you're giving your money to China and all this. Jim and I have talked about this on the show before. It doesn't matter. I could give my money to to um, Randall Smith, right? Mesa Boogie. And yep. the reality is he's either sourcing parts from there, or which I don't think he does a whole lot of that. He, most of his stuff comes from Europe. It just depends on what they're what they're doing. But um, the, he shops at Walmart. He shops at Target like everybody else. I mean, your money's going to China right. one way or the other. Like, it doesn't really – that doesn't matter. That's kind of a moot argument. Yeah. <laughs> So my next question for you guys is, you know, as we look towards the future and you guys do have your, your fingers, as you've said, um, you have a lot of, a lot of friends and, and, uh, really business relationships with, with, uh, other companies that are, are the same size as you and you are, you are, you two, right? That's it. It's YouTube. It's it. Like it's legit. It's yeah. just the two of us. Yeah. Low, Low overhead. Employees. Low overhead. That's why you're <laughs> extremely <laughs> children. <laughs> and your two children, but I mean, but RNA is YouTube. I mean, your your children are your children. We we love our children. We always take care of our children. I'm not saying right. that. I'm just saying that RNA is YouTube. I think yeah. I have three or four sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the child labor, huh? This is, this is what I want to yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm buying Poor you Nicholas. dinner. Poor Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Wages are kind. But uh, I wanted to stress this to our, our listeners right now because this is a true mom and pop in a literal sense. Angela is mom. Ryan is pop. That is it. This is a mom and pop yeah. store. It doesn't and get when they legit. say That's right. When they say there's a mom and pop store, they, they are Speaking in a in a literal as far as well as figured term. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No. And and that's why I want people to understand it's not like you two are faces and there's like 12 people in the background. You got, you know, <clears throat> kind of like Anderton's where where Anderton is out there, but he doesn't sell anything. You probably yeah. you know, rarely ever he's got see more him employees than boss Roland does here in the States. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very large. They're large. They're a large. Yes, they are very they're large. A big deal. They're Sweetwater yeah. size. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're kind biggest, of a big deal. Their biggest competitor is Toman. 
which yeah, yeah. well they did perspective like, you know i mean they did like you can look it up like they did like 150 million or 200 million pounds in revenue last year yeah i was yeah. like what was your revenue this year 50 million yeah. Yeah. nice sweet <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you what i almost yeah. say it now like milk money <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah, exactly and you guys stay afloat because i remember now you guys had uh there was a truck that drove right into your store last year right was that last year yeah like literally yeah. right here like in this corner that corner right there you see how it's separated from the wall right there yep yep Behind here, the walls all bulged out because the brick, the cinder blocks came through the wall. And yeah, the whole corner of our store was destroyed and my and our Ford Taurus was total scared the crap out of me. It was parked. I was sitting at the front desk when it happened and Ryan was literally right there in a drum lesson. Oh yeah, I was I we were behind I was behind the drums, so I wasn't right next to it. He was behind the drums. And it sounded like a car went through our building into the lesson room. And wow. I jump up thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in on Ryan gone. Right. That's my well that was my Fear. first thought. And yeah, I just screamed and came running and opened up the door and he's just sitting there dun 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 dun, dun, dun <laughs> playing, playing drums, still playing yeah. drums and, and I'm like we had our sound protection had, on. Yeah, they had so their like, gun whole sound um, yeah. their ears on and and then drums on top of it and he he heard something but he didn't realize how bad it yeah, was like, until uh, so, somebody so, knocked something over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow because yeah. people wreck outside this this street out here so many times that we're so we're kind of desensitized a little bit by it but that shook the whole entire building like shook oh, yeah. so it was pretty yeah, I remember yeah. your. I, I remember now when you mentioned the Taurus, your car was parked outside. Oh. At least you got a new truck out yeah. of the deal. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually sort of. Yeah, <laughs> we sort of did. We paid the bills. No, we uh, <laughs> we so they have, insurance companies suck. Yes. right. Yeah. So there was all fiasco about getting the building fixed. It took a year before we got the building fixed, mm-hmm. but. They did give me more money than I expected for my crappy Taurus. Yep. Uh, oh, she was a good Taurus. She was good. She was actually better than the Taurus. And I played hard to get there. They're like, well, we'll give you this much. I'm like, I don't know, man. Let me get back to you. And I'll, secretly, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. But we, we yeah. took that money and paid off debt, basically. Yeah. Talk about a mom and pop thing to do when you get money like that. <laughs> You're like, well, let's pay some bills. Here's four thousand dollars. I'm like, I can pay off a credit card. Yeah, yep. we have had two. We, local, we have had two local shops with almost the same story. Um, Crazy. One of them, I will share a little bit more info, but I can't share a whole lot. Um, yeah. But basically, there were some guitars in the store in consignment. And so this guy, oh. I don't, I don't remember if this is one where the dude ran and stole some stuff, but the guy who was there with, he was there in the building with his stuff on consignment and he was running around going, is it okay? Is it okay? You know, like this whole thing. Um, but yeah, we, we had, we had actually happened to Sam Ash here and they made off with like $10,000 worth of guitars or something. It's like, you don't think oh, they God. don't have those serial numbers written down? Like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> wow. Crazy. 
yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty crazy day. Yeah, that is for so, sure. <clears throat> forgot the question. <laughs> no, I haven't really gotten to it yet. So, okay, okay. Sorry, where, sorry. <laughs> where do you guys see the future of mom and pop stores? Where Where do you see mom and pops going in the future? Oh gosh, I think that they're gonna stick around for a while. I think it. We're gonna get a, quite a few of them. I, I mean. There's a lot of people that don't really realize what it takes to stick it out, you know, to keep going through tough times in order to survive. And not a lot of people are willing to, you know, struggle a little bit to see your dreams come to fruition. But um, the ones that are and the ones that will, um, I, I see them do doing pretty well because I think people are tired of the giant conglomerate building <clears throat> businesses um winning. It's like David and Goliath, you know, you're just you're just kind of tired of it. You're tired of the manipulation and especially now with all the different rules and regulations and people jumping the aisles and flip flopping on their policies and stuff just for money. Um I think the mom and pop stores are going to be the the winning the winning side for a lot of Americans um, that'll have a place that feels like old America that still feels like, you know, the American dream. And I think they're, I don't think they're going anywhere. I really don't. Yeah. I think there'll always be a place <clears throat> Therefore, you know, uh, I, I forgot. I, I talked to one of my, one of my sales reps at uh, Diderio Um I had, a, I had a great rep there that I had a great rapport with. And we talked, of course, Diderio is freaking huge. I mean, they're the biggest string manufacturer mm -hmm. in the world. So they're, they are the top dogs. And so I asked my rep there one time, I was like, man, how many stores are there in America? Like, I don't even know. And it was said, I, it was either 3000 or 6,000 might've been 6,000 in the entire United States. Now, you know, you know, there's like four or 500 guitar centers. I think I can't remember. You know, yeah. you've got your Sam Axe and you've got Sweetwater. You've got, there are big chains, but there's thousands and thousands of independent dealers out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sure, it can get tough, but I, I think there will always be a spot for it because there's always people who want a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the mom there's, and pops and are becoming a destination. I think that's a place for people to go and hang out and have the conversations about music and to figure out the, the questions that you can't get answered elsewhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's relationships. That's what, that's what we all want deep down. Somebody you trust, somebody you can talk to, somebody who's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I have other music stores locally, uh, not real local, but like with 45 minutes away mm -hmm. that I'll go to for certain things because I like them. Mm -hmm. And they're good guys, and we want to support. Yeah, and they they're not trying to to stab me in the back, and I'm not trying to stab them in the back. We're trying to help each other. Now we're not right next door, but you know we are 45 minutes away from each other, which is in Texas. <laughs> that's like driving to the grocery store five minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's down here too. I, I'm in Southern Virginia, <laughs> Southeastern Virginia. Um, I, I think that harkens back to what Angela said earlier um, about the kids. And the lessons, because a, a, a guitar store, when I was young, I remember being little, going to the, to the music store and seeing, you know, all the stuff that was really cool, really 
far out. And the there was like you were talking about with the kids, it was that relationship that we would form with those people. And I'm a comic book enthusiast. It's the same thing. If I can find a comic book store where yeah. I can talk to the guys about Batman in the 80s to Batman to today and so on and so forth. We could we could take this and run into any kind of thing like that. Um, I think that's you 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 were talking earlier about how um, there are people who buy uh, guitars that that they order through you that customized. A yeah. lot of that is CMG, right? Some of the, or at least some of it, right? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple of customers. One here in Texas. I mean, he's in Dallas, which mm -hmm. is you know an hour hour drive you know he could go anywhere in dallas but he comes out here because <laughs> he likes us and he watches our videos and stuff and he's bought several custom cmgs he's bought one custom shop acacia guitar from us um i've got another guy in washington state who mm -hmm. i don't even know how much money he's spent with us i mean i i know but i don't want to say <laughs> it's a lot on like custom CMGs, several custom Acacias, you know, some Volas. Like they should, I mean, he buys guitars from all over the place, but he buys some specifically from us. Um, some, in some just, cases, just to support us. Yeah. I mean, he could buy them dealer direct. I mean, yeah, manufacturer direct in some cases, but he's like, well, I want to buy it from Ryan Angela. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but that's, I mean, I think um, like we don't make a lot of money from YouTube. Like not from like ad revenue or any of that kind of stuff. That's a whole separate game. But one thing I have done is I've sold some custom shop guitars because we make videos each week talking about Texas has the best barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You I guys agree. did a, you guys did a backyard barbecue or something a year ago, right? We did yeah. a guitar barbecue is what we called it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was it was great. It was fun. We meant to do another one. It was supposed to be an annual thing, mm -hmm. and that's just been once. <laughs> it was hot. And <laughs> well, you guys keep all the best hot. meat down there. I'll tell you that. Uh, you guys keep all the best meat. I, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I've had people. That's not true. Listen, every time I go through Texas, I stop and I get a steak, and there's a, a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the grass is greener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, people people here are passionate about meat. Yes, and football. Yes, and uh, Texas. And I'll, have to, I'll have to grab Tex something during the yeah. during a question David asks you. I'll have to run and grab something because I want to show you guys something I bought that is definitely Texas that you guys got to see. I just I just recently I'm got it. So excited already. Yeah, you're you're gonna you laugh. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it because if you've ever driven through Amarillo, you've seen one of these things. Yep, been through um, Amarillo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I think that I think what you just said again that that reflects the fact that I mean when buy when people buy RNA shirts and when people watch your show and when people like you said they order through you rather than going direct. That's right, RNA. Mm -hmm. And and folks, there's a whole you you guys are on Teespring, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I. I just want to say that that I think that's like you said that is a result of the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel itself, if you just counted the pennies you get from ad revenue, that might pay right. for I don't know, a few strikes, a couple of phone know. calls. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one cell phone bill. 
Right. It's like a hundred bucks half of us all every three yeah. months. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, ridiculous. Hey, it's one payment. And it won't even pay the electric bill, but yeah, it might pay the phone bill. Yeah. Right. And that's <laughs> that what I'm month. saying. And, and yeah, that month, but not the other two. And yeah. Not I, the other two. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why I'm saying that that I think it's important to for people to notice, or at least if people are looking at at uh, these kind of things, um, a mom and pop um, is really based on the relationship, and, and you guys every week. That's what it is. We see you, we who watch you, see you as, you know, Ryan and Angela. They're like friends. I would invite you in for coffee. We would sit down and play cards. We'd watch a Star Wars movie yeah. again. I mean, it's the kind yeah. of thing where people, everybody loves. You You probably don't realize this, but you have more celebrity than you think because of that. Because you endear people to you. You don't have to be yeah. superheroes. They, you know, they've right. said a million times, not all heroes wear capes. Um, Angela is a hero to those kids that want to learn to play ukulele, that want to sing, that are, you know, doing that thing. I, I can't imagine Ryan trying to give an online drum lesson. <laughs> just, yeah. it's challenging it's very, drums are difficult yes the echo <laughs> and and, and sure. i just i just meant to say that you know that kind of thing so um ryan i gotta ask you when your cd coming out oh um <clears throat> well hashtag how's your album coming uh i'm actually well we're actually relatively close to uh, the Bitter Bass Man and I releasing a single, so we have some music. It's been Star Wars yeah. again. I mean, eighteen years in the works. Anyways, <laughs> so we've got we've got uh, one or two, probably probably before the end of twenty twenty. <laughs> there will be a single or two from a project that I, my best friend Paul, uh, my best friend who's not Angela, Paul, right. Uh, We've we've played music together for since we were in high school, so something from that is going to be coming out. You know, before a, the end of before the, the end of the year, probably before the end of summer. We're he's mixing some stuff, but uh, my personal my personal music I've been working on for forever. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even want to say. I used to say the end of this year. Yeah, and then it became the next year, and it was like this year. They're like. And it was the next year. Too many things in the fire right now. Yeah. I need to work on my website. <laughs> Ryan, but, uh, Ryan is the George R.R. R. Martin of uh, of record albums. <laughs> hey, as long as I'm not anymore, it's cool. Like, yeah. I'm not going to complain. Um, yeah. I got to ask you another question. What is the what is the hottest selling item in your store? Strings. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for right it. Right now, strings. <laughs> yeah, that's strings and ukuleles right now. Ukulele are really hot right now. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I I resisted for a long time. I'm so proud of you for admitting that. I can I can admit my faults. <laughs> I'm not that arrogant. <clears throat> I resisted a long time ukuleles. Yeah. Uh Angela's like, we should get ukuleles. I'm like, eh, I don't know. She's like, we should get I'm like, eh. My sales rep. For another company, he also sold ukuleles. He's like, you should get some ukuleles. They're great. I'm like, eh. But finally, I saw the light and I ordered ukuleles. I'm like, these oh. things are crazy. Uh, like how they're super easy to sell. 
Yeah, yeah. And we sell a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a guitar, but you know, it has strings on it, so that's okay. <laughs> it's it's like the right price point. Like it's the the trifecta. It's like the right price point. It's not extremely difficult to learn to play a couple of songs on it, and it's and Ew, it's you know it's small. It's portable. Um, there's a yeah. little bit of interest from the younger crowd right now, obviously. And I think I mean yeah. everybody and I know who's selling them is selling them. Like they're just flying off the shelf. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. like we carry Kalas, which yeah. is their like Dario. They're the biggest brand and you can get a call for about 45 bucks 50 bucks like it's not garbage but yeah, it's, it's entry great. level and it's not trash you know it's it's, it's decent stuff 50 bucks is easy for wow. someone to go like yeah 50 bucks i spend 50 bucks at walmart every time i walk yeah What's 50 well, bucks? We, we actually have a uke player in my current like cover band outfit so i have like a couple music projects <laughs> i have one music project that is uh obviously me Right, and I play the tracks, and I write all the music, and do all that stuff. Um, and that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of like shred jazz fusion stuff. Um, and then the other project is I, I I play with a band called Old Stumpy, and we play like top forty um, bluegrass uh, covers of other music. Well, we have a uke play, player, and like that was a whole another experience to sit in with a uke player in our band. But it was also something that made me realize like you can take this instrument seriously. You don't have to like yeah. look at yeah. it as kind of a silly like or or a folk instrument because I always yeah. look at it as like a Hawaiian folk yeah. instrument too. But I mean, it it fits in context and we use it in a very specific way. And there's some very specific things they do with it. And I, it's kind of funny because like we don't even have a mandolin player, you know, but, but we have a uke. <laughs> like it's just it's a weird <laughs> situation. So one of our friends who started off as a customer years ago and now he's just a friend, Tim Worley. Um, like he gigs like with his ukes, and he's like, "Hey, can you order me like I want this nice one, like you know, acoustic electric, plug it into the PA?" I'm like, "Yeah, they make those. I can get it for you, man." So like, we sell a lot of the beginner ones, but we've sold some swanky ones too. Yeah, yeah. Tim Morley, I I think he's one of my Facebook friends. Honestly, probably book <laughs> um, in the jalapeno <laughs> overdrive. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So if you could ask people to purchase one thing. From your store, if you said, "Oh, if somebody could purchase this one thing from my store, what would that one thing be?" Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Would it be like a boulder? <laughs> <laughs> it's either either oh. an expensive guitar, yeah, or put food on the table. Yeah. Whatever one. <laughs> Uh, Whatever has the highest markup that all of Yeah, what's the high, highest profit margin? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think we have anything really sitting around that I like. I really need this to go. When we were first yeah. opened, we had green Schecter that we had for like over a year. Oh man. And I was like, I'm ready for that thing to go away. <laughs> well, that's you know, the Avenger. <laughs> That's what's yeah, been great about that. COVID, though. That's what's been great about COVID, though, because I've seen stuff like that's in shops that's like been there for two or three years. It's gone now. And I'm like, where did it go? And they're like, somebody came in and bought it, you know, or somebody bought it online and like came and picked it up. And I'm like, huh? Like the thing I thought that was never going to leave. You know, it's like and then in one case, there was an instrument that I was actually thinking about buying. And I and I called him up and I was like, hey, you still got that? 
and they're like, no, somebody came in and bought it the other day. And I'm like, it's been sitting there for a year and a half. Like, no, really? <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. Like, I'm really bad about holding on to stuff. Because <clears throat> I, I get mad. You guys sell stuff on Reverb? Yeah. It was so, so, I mean, we have stuff on Reverb. But almost all the time, it's just a bunch of lowball offers. Yeah. This, you know, thousands. You're talking like, I give you 500 bucks for it. I'm like, no. Well, set your, set your threshold okay. higher. And just auto deny them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I turned I turned off the make offer thing. I'm like, oh, forget it. Yeah, I, I do. I do that sometimes too, especially if it's like a low, like I'm gonna low price something anyway. But you know what? Reverb is full of tire kickers, and it's and and there's a lot of people that if you accept an offer from somebody like that, just expect to get scammed. Because I've I've seen situations where people have like had the guy, you know, like they give them the item, and then the guy comes back and says it's not working. And then, like, basically mm-hmm. refuses to post any video or anything, and then Reverb has to get involved, and it's a whole like shenanigan mess. Um, yeah. For, for for listeners who are watching this, like, just you know, before you put something on Reverb, know what it's worth. Don't ta- don't don't try to put it on Reverb and exp- you know, I'm just going to sell it as fast as I can for lo- for whatever offer I get first. Right. Don't do that to yourself because yeah. you're just getting into a pool of problems. Yeah, yeah. I've had a you couple that- guitars that been here for a while like she was talking about that green avenger <laughs> which i thought was i thought it was cool anyways and like it was here and there was i was just i'm looking at it i'm like i guess this is gonna be mine i guess i just got a new guitar because uh... <clears throat> and then the next day a guy walked in kind of one of our regulars he used to be like a manager of a guitar center in dallas so he knows for years like 15 years he was in the guitar centers so he knows guitars and he would come in. He found us because of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. He, he likes us. So he'll pop in every few months. He'll pop in and see what we got. And he's like, oh, dude, I'll buy that Avenger right now. And he like paid like full price for it. I didn't even have to discount. And I'm like, sweet. Well, if you hold on to it long enough, it, it either becomes your or somebody will come in and pay a fair price for it. You know, right. Eventually, if you can be that patient, but yeah, yeah I, would, I would think probably one of the Volas would be the first thing that I would like to go. We got a couple of you know two thousand dollar guitars here that would be nice to sell, <laughs> but uh, I get a kick out of people buying t shirts, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's one of my things. Like, yeah, if somebody just bought a t shirt, like, you know, we make a little bit of money off of it, but it's it's just neat to see people from all over. Wearing our name, yeah. Like while they're shopping or in their, they'll do selfies and they'll be in family photos, and not that they purposefully are wearing it just to say hi, Ryan and Angel. It's just like they're just at you know cooking in their backyard and Dad's wearing an RNA shirt and he just happens to be on Facebook and it's just wild to see our stuff on people. It's wild. One of the first shirts I sold, I think online, went to a guy in Scotland, and like Mm -hmm. I'm friends with him on Facebook now, and it's just like. He'll send me pictures in, he's like in Scotland on a mountain or something like with his RNA shirt on. I'm like, that's like the coolest thing I could probably mm-hmm. ever imagine. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't. I still have, I still have street guitar shirts that I wear sometimes. We, we have <laughs> merchandise, obviously. Not a whole lot of people bought it. But I'll, but I'll be honest. I said, I, I was talking to Jim the other day about it. Um, one of the coolest things to me is when we go in and actually look and see where our downloads are coming from. Because it's the podcast, we can actually see like 
who's li- not who, but like where it's coming from. And we have listeners all over right. the planet. And it's like, yeah. I didn't even know people in that country, like really were even interested in guitar, let alone English speakers talking about guitar, you know? Um, right. And it's, it's wild. You do. It takes a moment. You're like, wait a minute. Is this real? Like, is this legit? Um, yeah. But uh, it is. It it's, very is it's a cool feeling. Yeah. So very much so. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So first I'm going to show you my Texas thing. So I got this, I got this the other day. They had a special going on and my son goes, have you ever heard of this thing? And I go, I, are you serious? It's on Funko's site. It's a jackalope. Oh gosh. Oh, I love jackalopes. <laughs> He's That's a little funny. jackalope. <laughs> so I just thought I you love Aren't they funny? I said to him, I said, so the first time I ever saw a jackalope, I was driving through, uh, through Texas on my way to, um, uh, San Diego. I was being, I was being stationed in San Diego. And, uh, as I was going through, I I saw these little things, you know how they have like little fake stuffed jackalopes, the horse and the little antlers on them. And I said, something real. That guy goes, yeah, it's real. Well, of course (laughs) you can see it, right? He had me going. <laughs> I'm a little kid from upstate New York. I got no idea what's going on. I'm 19 years old, 20 years old. I'm like, is that thing real? He's yeah, a- man, that's real. And he's looking he's at you and he's me. going, well, I, there's one sitting there. You know, <laughs> like, where do you think yeah, you got it? <laughs> that's great. I love jackalopes. Yeah. Yep, me too. You, you probably find at least one stuffed one in most gas stations throughout Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd find that amusing. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> so good. now I've got some rapid fire questions. Okay. Here Those we are They're not a gun time. store, Jim. We've been over this. Oh, that's right. <laughs> There's a family guy when he goes, uh, he goes, you get a, you get a jet with every bottle of Jack Daniels, you get a free gun. All right. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask these because I know your fans. So I know the kind of questions they like to hear. Are you ready? Oh man. Gotcha. All right. What is your favorite movie? Princess Bride. Yeah. Love it. That's Love that good. Movie. Are you are you sad that they're uh, that they're butchering it right now? Yeah, well we saw the clip of uh all the celebrities doing the <laughs> the thing. It was pretty funny, but oh gosh, they they really need to just leave it alone. Yeah. It's like right. if you do anything Right, you just need to re-release it into theater so people can see it on a big screen. That's all you need to do. Exactly. It sometimes you can't yeah. have with what was perfect the first time. In IMAX. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, in IMAX. So darling. Yeah, don't they need a special edition? Don't they need to go back and add CG stuff in it and like make the fire swamp that much yeah. more ridiculous? And <laughs> like George <Right. Lucas. laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, and George Lucas, my princess bride. Yeah. 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 George Lucas redoes the Princess Bride. Okay, what is your right. favorite TV show? Oh. oh gosh, that one's hard. We don't watch a lot of television. We don't watch. It's like it used to be Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. The way I was watching, it used to be. To watch I, together. I, I support oh, this. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Like we would wait and like sit on the couch on Sunday evenings like, and wait for it to come out. Like when you were a kid. Like you had to wait and watch that. So like, yeah, like a magical world of Disney every Sunday. Like we're gonna <laughs> right. get ready, like, coming on. What's gonna happen? 
that was like four years ago. Yeah. Now nobody cares. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped long before that. But uh, yeah, there was a time where I was like, yeah, this is what I want to watch. And then what happened? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, right now we're catching up on the TV show Alone. It's like a reality TV show show that I had no idea because we don't watch television. (laughs) And now it's like we caught it. It's on season six. It's on Netflix. Yep. And, Jim uh, said that and I wanted to be like, I don't even know if I have a TV anymore. <laughs> like I had to think about it. Yeah. So we, we started watching that. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's survivalist. Yeah, people they drop them off in the wilderness and like, all right, last one who doesn't wimp out wins five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And they just they're just there and they've got to build a shelter and catch food and not die. Yes, yeah, I'm sad I got weeks. I had a yeah. <laughs> I got this. Um, when I <laughs> when I was um, uh, every time I find a show I love, like on Hulu or Netflix, I'll watch it and mm-hmm. I'll go, I can't wait for the next season. Then I'll look it up on IMDb and it was like 1998 when it ended. So it's like, oh. yeah, canceled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ruins us. Yeah, like that Firefly. was. Uh, yes, yeah. Firefly. That was horrible that it ended. Yeah. That was that was a whole, that was that was crazy. There was another show like called Geniuses or something like that. That was yep. on Sci-Fi, yep. and I was like, "Oh, why?" I was. Uh, I watched it and it went poop. We still yeah. watch Parks and Rec and Psych. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So we'll go back. We're big doors. We love to laugh. So anything like before, if we've had a rough day, we will usually put on like a rerun of something that will just be- make us belly laugh and, you know, in, in the day on a positive note of something funny, <laughs> like an episode of psych or yep. like you said, parks and rec or something of, like that. A bit of humor for show listeners. They didn't say crossfire on, on CNN. Notice that there was no Hannity. There was no crossfire. There's there no... you go. <laughs> <None> <laughs> <of that> <laughs> They're watching entertainment <clears throat> programming, which is what we should all be doing right now. That's right. <laughs> I love Psych, by the way. I watched that show from beginning to end. Psych was, was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Our, my, text, my text alert is Psych. It, yeah. I, I'll have to turn it on. I don't know yeah. if you hear it. Ryan will have to text me. But yeah, we watched it. It's, it was a show that we can actually watch with our boys, right? When they were right. a little bit older, and they can sit in and not hear anything that was inappropriate for their age. But right, um, oh, it's yours is the wait for it. No one's gonna be able to hear it. Oh man! But uh, yeah, that 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 was one of the. No, we don't watch the news. We no, don't watch. We're not fans. Anything like that? We don't watch morning tele, you know, talk shows. Or I'm just, talk shows I was just that- pointing out that we're getting too much of that stuff right now. Anyway, you can't escape exactly. it; it's everywhere, yeah. and you can't distance yourself and yeah. like put yourself in a in a better frame of mind. So, yeah, no, I like to laugh. I like action yeah. movies. Um, we <laughs> we like today, like literally today. Uh, Nicholas and I. Um, he's never seen Predator, the first Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Come on, Nicholas, Nicholas and I watched. Um, I've seen it many times, but right. um, he had never seen it, and uh, so I was like, "Okay, you have to." Watch. Well, he's old enough now. Yeah, 
where they're not going to repeat the words and right. you know all this. Oh, that's half the fun. And be scarred, <laughs> be scarred for life. <laughs> I, I think See, my I think my youngest daughter when she turned ten, I was like, all right, it's time for Predator. <laughs> like, I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah well we're a big doctor who fan and um we were watching doctor who today actually binging you know oh gosh david Tennant is my guy and so they they love that yeah they can watch that over and over and over again and they do sometimes and they do (laughs) um but uh they are both very sensitive and they don't like you know watching people like I mean, they play video games and stuff like that, but they are pretty sensitive. So I was like, ah, let's pump the brakes on that one. I don't know if you might be able to handle it. Yeah. Of course, now he's like, now let's watch Alien because I've never seen Alien either. So that's another one. Oh, that's that another one. I'm I'm old yeah. enough that I saw Alien originally in the movie theater, but uh, oh, oh wow, nice. yeah. But you're um, little though. <laughs> no, I was a teenager. I was a teenager. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Um. That's right around the time I probably was, yeah, probably 13. Alien came out. Oh, wow. What was that, 70, oh, 78? 77, I believe. No. It's, yeah, I think it's 79, actually. Oh. 79, yeah. yeah oh, I was definitely into my teens, way into my teens by that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's scary. All right. That's, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, enough <laughs> making Jim feel old. Um, I used to watch Hee first runs. What is your um, what? Now that the kids have grown, what is your favorite mm-hmm. pastime? Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping. Yeah. I was like, we don't do anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're so exciting. <laughs> Yeah, so excited. Sounds about right. So excited. Yes. It's it's, yes. it's going on dates. I think. Yeah. Now, like they're old enough, we leave them home alone. We're like we don't have to eat. A, we don't have to get a babysitter. We're like, peace out, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to ask them what do you want me to bring you back. You can just go get something to eat. They can go get their own, right? Exactly. Yes. I mean, they still ask, even though they're currently eating food as we're walking through the, out the door. <laughs> what do you think? You gonna bring me up some chicken? So, yeah, they they. Usually too so i literally like maybe like 10 minutes ago texted them do not eat the pizza that's our that's (laughs) you literally (laughs) that we can have dinner because as we were leaving they had just finished eating and i was like that pizza's for us please please don't eat our dinner tonight come home it's gonna be gone i don't know what happened to it (laughs) you each each get one slice Surviving children that are giants is our pastime now. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, and having boys food. Are tall. Your boys are tall. Huge. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. is six seven, and Aiden is six three. I think six three, six four. Six three. Yeah, because Ryan, so, Ryan, you're not. You're you're about six feet, right? I'm like six two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but I look small standing next to my sons, which is yeah, which like is funny. Yeah, and I'm I'm a kind a tall-ish girl. I'm five seven and a half, so I'm not short. And uh, so yeah, they dwarf us. Yeah, <laughs> they get they make you guys. First time I saw you, um, because the obviously 
Uh, Nicholas, the younger one, right? You know, he's the oldest. He's the, oh, he's the oldest? Yeah. Aiden. Aiden. Um, I would see Aiden come in and out of the store once in a while, and I'd say, oh, he's cute. He's a little boy. And then all of a sudden, he became a tall person. <laughs> it was like yeah. overnight. Yeah. Literally, literally did because he's always been almost exactly half Nicholas's height. Yeah, since they were little bitty, they're five years apart. And then, like a year and no, maybe just a year ago, Nicholas was they were walking down the hallway to eat breakfast, and I was like, kind of like, come on, guys, we're gonna eat breakfast. And they're walking down the hallway, and Aiden Nicholas comes out of his door, and Aiden comes out of his door, and Nicholas turns and looks at Aiden like. And he looks at me and he looks at Aiden. He was like, when did we get eye to eye? Yeah. Because he's always been looking down at Aiden, you know, since they were babies. He, they literally been half each other's height. And now Aiden, is, they're like neck and neck, literally. Yeah, it's bad. It's crazy. I feel so, old. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we appreciate your time. David, did you have any other questions? Uh, I think we had one more, right? I mean, the uh... yes, I do have one okay. more. That's why you have I was... the, uh, you, have the uh-huh. you have the he has the final question. We have to final question. That's right. First where, question. That's right. Where can people find you, and uh, what what do you have coming up? That if you want to tell our listeners that that is coming up for RNA music, is there anything you want to share? How can people find you? I mean hashtag ktma to keep the music alive um so you we know that now i gotta ask you both to say one thing before you before you answer the question i gotta ask you to say one thing i'm so excited <laughs> are you excited i'm so excited <laughs> how excited are you <laughs> that's your thing that's your catch that your I'm thing. So excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you gotta have the james hetfield yeah in there. yeah Oh. I'm going to do, uh, I was watching the Ola England video today and he's got this little like sampler thing and I'll reach over and hit a button and gets like fart noises and <laughs> applause. Oh my gosh. I need one of those just for James. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but it should right. say creeping death. Because yeah. uh. <laughs> he just adds the uh to the end of uh, any other word and that's how you sound like James Letfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what's our website? I think it's <laughs> rna-music.com. Yeah. It's changed years. <laughs> like, it was rnamusiconline.com. You can find the correct Some, website uh, address yeah. in the show notes below. <laughs> yeah, don't say all these different things. Oh, yeah. we It'll be it. down there. Just Sorry. go down there. It is rna dash. It is rna-music. rna-music. <laughs> Dot, and then you guys got a Shopify. Jim, I had a game plan for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. And he's on Instagram and um, Facebook. Facebook. We're on there. And um, YouTube, of course. And YouTube. That's, I, well, I have to forget what the name of the YouTube thing is. If you just type in RNA music, it's easy to R&A find music? us. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how I find you. Yeah. yeah. It's RNA music. Yeah. yeah. There's exactly. a couple of other RNA. They're insignificant compared to us. <laughs> they're unforgettable. You can't miss Ryan's beard, folks. That will be yeah. that will be the telltale yeah, sign right. you're in the right place. Stuck with a guy that looks like a Viking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But if you go back far enough, because it's like 10 years of YouTube videos, 
there's there is no beard at some point. Yeah. Yeah. There's baby beard. And more beard. And then less beard and then mutton chop. Yeah. yeah. Goatee only. More hair, less hair, more beard, less beard. And you see the evolution of my hair. <laughs> more pizza, less pizza. <laughs> I'm gonna cut yeah. these right now. Yeah. That's one thing I love about YouTube is it's really like a time machine, you know, because you can go back and look at a video from five years ago and oh, you wow. can almost put yourself in the same mindset you were then and see what you look like. I love it when stuff pops up. We did like the vlog videos um, and we'll see, I'll see videos of like the boys, you know, because they're 15 and 20 now and I see videos of them at 10 and 5. I'm like, oh my God. That's what they look like. I don't remember it, but now I remember it. You know? Yeah. Or our dogs when they were puppies, and now they're giant yep. werewolves. Yep. So it, you know, I think the YouTube thing, it's, it's. I mean, we, I do it because I enjoy it. It's not necessarily making money or, you know, getting <laughs> famous or something like that. But it's, it's almost more of a, like a time capsule for our family in a way. You know, it's the way I look at it and. Yeah. One day, my great grandkids will be like, "Look at great grandpa! What a dork!" <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they don't talk like that. Yeah, maybe they. <laughs> I hope not. That's true. Get that old tech he used to use. Yes. I, there's his guitar. I still have it. Yeah, hopefully. You know, maybe. See, that's yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to pass on the guitars. Mine are buried. I'm going to be buried doing- with mine. <laughs> He's gonna have a Viking funeral. Uh, yeah, well, you know, yes. HW, one of our other show show hosts, he did this purple 1968 plexi thing, and he's like, "I want to be buried in the cabinet." I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard in my life, and I was like, "I need to find a cabinet like that." Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. I don't know if one of my grandkids is really into guitar. Yeah, because neither one of our boys are. Like Nicholas plays the bass, but. He's not into playing the bass. He just kind of plays it. Just kind of doesn't. And Aiden has a guitar that I gave him, but he doesn't really play. I'm like, no, he's into guns. He's into guns. He's the other part of the store that we show. Yeah. Yeah. So so the other half of the story is going to be his, right? And that's going to be where the the firearms. All right, I got you. Guitars and guns. We got a plan. It's Texas. That's right, and it will work. Yes. Well, guys, thank you very much for um, showing up. Your pizza is probably getting cold. We don't want to keep you from that. Um, I wasn't pizza. And I, it's fine. Yeah. It's good cold. Is it? It's it's Domino's. <laughs> that, That's not good cold. It's, <laughs> it's a mom and pop. It's a mom and pop story that we love here. It doesn't have oh. pine, it, There's no pineapple on it, though, right? I mean, no, it's just, just pepperoni. Just, <laughs> perfect. I'm coming over. I'll be there in like five and a half days it'll be cool yeah. when you get here it'll take me about five days yeah. to get there yeah yeah like people come here who've never been here like hey you want to go get some jerry's pizza we go get or pizza. some dairy palace yeah because it's that's it. you can only find that in canton texas yeah let's go well thank let's you for inviting us i have watched I've, I've listened to a couple of podcasts i think on youtube because I, I I would put stuff on YouTube and just let it play and just listen to it more so than go to actual. Hopefully it was a good, hopefully there were some good episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. had some real stink bombs lately. <laughs> this whole COVID thing is affecting us badly. Yeah, uh, <sighs> G- Jim and I's mental health has not been wonderful lately. Uh, it's been very clear to our show listeners. 
Yeah, so we, before we lose everybody, we've got to regain it, which is why we invited you guys. And, We're, you, and you're kicking off the reinvention of the wheel here. We're reinventing the wheel. Great. So that's right. We we are we are rolling now. Um, yeah, we we uh, yeah, we don't even want to talk about it. So. Um, <laughs> But I appreciate it. Uh, so we're, we're gonna to take us out. Um, I'll I'll leave David to leave, and then you guys can can take us the rest of the way. So I've been Jim. I've been David. I'm Ryan. And I'm Angela. Thanks for watching. Uh, keep the music alive. Don't forget it. Music needs you, and you need the music. And we need to keep it alive for the next generation. That's right. And keep Hashtag ourselves alive. Hashtag. Secret hashtag of the day. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag of the day is...